This is the Ginger and Earl Show. The Ginger and Earl Show. Which I'm doing by myself because apparently Matthew is late. Oh, hello. Oh, oh hey, hey, sorry. Ginger and Earl. Uh, <laughs> what the heck? What did you do to your face? Well, you said this is about performing arts in a church. So I, I yeah. had to put on my stage makeup. I just... It's a little lighter out oh here gosh. than I thought. <laughs> is this okay? That is like the worst baked makeup I've ever seen in my life. That looks like tribal makeup. That doesn't even look like I have to blend it a little more. Oh my gosh. Uh. Matthew, no. No. Um, sweetheart, we need to do like a makeup tutorial. This is not working. <sighs> Fine, I'll just take it off. Yes, please. Whatever. Okay. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> See you when you get back. Today, we are going to talk about arts in the church. Which we already told you, but just a little reminder if you were dazzled by the display. <laughs> I'm theatrical, so I, I can get away with that. It makes sense. It makes sense. I'm theatrical too. I'm just, I don't consider myself a thespian, but um, I'm definitely dramatic. That is true. I can be dramatic. What are the arts? Yes, what are they? The arts <laughs> are theater, acting, could be film, music, painting, all sorts of visual arts. Dancing. Dancing. When you're artistic, it just means that you're taking your ability to create as a human being because we're all created in the image of God. So we're all little creators. And what I mean by that is that we have the ability to create things. Um, and then... That is, is big. <laughs> yes. So little creators is what I mean. But we have the ability to create. And so whenever we take that ability to create and then we mix it with something that we enjoy doing and then we really spend time on, on crafting that thing, um, anything can become an art depending on how much time and, and just careful, meticulous uh, execution that you put into it, but we're specifically talking about visual and art. performing arts. Yeah. Yeah. And we're talking about that because this is a lot of what we do. And, and yeah, what we we're all in. about it. Okay, so one thing that um, really frustrates me is that in the church, when talking about the arts, the word performance has kind of become a, a taboo word. It has. It has. And right. I under and we totally understandable, by the way. Yeah. Like it, yeah. Uh, and there's definitely a distinction between, you know, putting on a show and being fake mm. versus actually performing. Or um, I would even say, like, a difference between performing for the glory, to take the glory for yourself, or to give glory to the one that you worship, which is Jesus. Now, the, the thing about performance as a word is that when you start to say, oh, you can't say performance like that, you know, it's... That's a bad word. That's taboo. So we don't bad. say that here. Then you are completely <laughs> um, alienating performers, and you're making them feel bad for doing what they do. When we talk about performance, we're using it in the sense that you should be skilled mm. in your artistic endeavor. Where's the glory going? Yeah, Just or having everybody look at you. Um, mm -hmm. It's different, and and when you mix excellence with the anointing <laughs> then you 
it creates just an amazing way for God to come in and to flood the hearts of people and for them to see him in what you're doing. Yeah, the anointing is a very Christian term, yeah. but it kind of relates back to, like, for instance, the very first musician, Jubal, or the very first artisan, whose name I cannot remember. I can never remember his name. It's a really long, weird name. But he was the one who created the Ark of the Covenant. And the Holy Spirit, it said the Spirit of the Lord came upon them, and then all of a sudden they had these gifts and talents to be able to create these artistic things. So that's what mm -hmm. we mean by the anointing. It's like something that's not from, it's not built into you already. It comes mm -hmm. externally from God, you know, his presence on you. And it kind of just like takes what's there and like ramps it up or it gives and you something you never had before. It's like a combustible spiritual thing. <laughs> and when, a combustible and, spiritual yes, thing. Yes, because when it mixes with what you're doing, it... <laughs> Boom. Okay, good. I'm glad you, you got, explained that. It's like, what? You got, like, magic. You got performance. Mm -hmm. You got art. Yeah. And creativity. Yeah. And so when we talk about the arts in the church, we are definitely proponents. We're fans of performance because mm -hmm. yes. in the context we're saying it, we want people to be educated on how to take that little talent and then God will multiply it into more. Yeah, now he's talking about like investing. Uh, yeah, so when you invest in the talent that you have, it will you'll you'll get a multiplication of that talent. That's a biblical principle, but you don't even have to be a Christian to no, know it, to understand that. It's like God built it into the fabric of the universe. Totally. <laughs> we are for performance in the church when we're talking about having a spirit of excellence in what you're doing. Mm. We we. Okay, so I came from a background in church where if you had a passion to get up and do a dance or to sing a song, you could, and people lauded you for it, and that's mm. great, but they didn't talk anything about whether it was excellent or not. Mm. And the thing about that is mm. you, that's, can, yeah, that's a good point. you can get up and, uh, and sing a song, and it can be horrible, and your heart is in it, in it, and that's great, and people will see that, but how many more people will you draw if you sing a song, and it's wonderful. And when we talk about drawing people, we are speaking evangelistically, by the yeah. way. Um, <laughs> it really just depends. Like, all of this really depends on where your heart is from. Yeah. I'm telling you, no matter what you do, where your heart is coming from is going to determine if that thing is good or evil, Yeah. I guess you could say. Because you can say the word performance and come from a place that's, like, innocent, or you can come from a place that's, you know, like trying very self-ambitious get a pitchfork kill them right so there's a time and a place for performance and non-performance in church you want the presence of god you want the presence of god so if you have the presence of god it's true you don't need anything else you know like you no. don't have to have skilled band you don't have to have a skilled preacher when the presence of god is there but there is a flow that happens, and unless you've experienced it, I really don't know how to explain it 100%, but there's this flow that happens when you have your skill built up and then the Holy Spirit is moving through you as well as around you and not just one or the other, it's both. It is so amazing because God loves to move through his people. He loves to move well, through his people. Baby, he, he didn't build his tabernacle with people who were like, I have, like, a couple sticks and, and some cloth, and I can make a nice little cup. God was very <laughs> specific in 
breathing his <laughs> spirit of creativity into people to become artisans who are very skilled mm. to build his tabernacle. So obviously God does like and appreciate skill. But then you got mm -hmm. David who I don't know, I don't doesn't say anywhere that he studied dance in the Bible, but he danced like a fool until his clothes fell off and God No, he really took his clothes off. Yeah, he took his clothes off. He was dancing really hard. Probably looked like a looked like a fool. It said he did. Mm-hmm. Because Even he his probably, wife was like well, Ew. Yeah. Probably didn't have any formal training in dance. And so, <laughs> he, it was his passion. It was a spontaneous God. moment. It was a response to the presence of God and to and, and a response, a heartfelt response to what God had done. Now That's totally different from performance. Imagine if David had training. Imagine if David was as skilled as Michael Jackson in dancing. And then that spirit of God hit him. I mean... Spirit of God hit him, and um, he was able to dance, <laughs> but his dancing was beautiful along with his passion. Mm. I, I think that they probably would have written books back then about it. They, they would have made a movie. Probably. They would have they sought how mm -hmm. to write it in the annals of history. David danced not like a fool. He danced like like a beautiful swan. Mm. It was glorious. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, one thing that they, speaking of David, that they did talk about was how skilled he was on the harp. Yeah. So there was actually, and then we can see ourselves with with a lot of the Psalms, that he was also a very gifted poet and a wordsmith. So we see right there that there is a an appreciation that is built into us as human beings for things done beautifully. Yeah. And when things are done beautifully, I mean, David performed for Saul. He actually, you know, and, and let's go over this real quick, this performance thing. So this is also, I think as a, as a worship artist, I have had this conversation many times with different people coming from different perspectives and I can appreciate the different perspectives, but I've been observing and kind of analyzing and saying, okay, what is the disconnect here about this subject? And I'm like, okay, so what's going on? What I realize is it's really, it's not just where your heart, first of all, it's where your heart's coming from. So that's part of it, but that's not all of it. The other part is what are the results you're looking for? Because there is a place and a time for performance and a place and a time where performance is not only not necessary, but it would actually be an affront. Mm -hmm. It just really kind of depends. Where that goes into is discernment. And even like preach pre discernment. Mm -hmm. What is God doing? Because anything you're doing in church, no matter if it's a performance or not, if it's pre-planned or not, should always be subject to God. It should mm -hmm. always be subject to what he's doing and what he wants to do and where he's coming from and where he's going. You need to catch the wind, okay? Paint with all the colors of the wind. You need to catch the wind of God. It says, who knows where the wind comes from and where it goes? God knows. But we need to pay attention to the spirit of God and say, okay, so I pre-planned this whole message, like a preaching, right? Okay, God, what do you want to do? I pre-planned these five songs or three songs to sing in front of everybody. What if God wants to change a song at the last minute? Or maybe he wants to take one song and turn it into a whole different song. You start singing it, and then suddenly you hear what God is doing and what God is singing. Susie or I, Matthew knows who she is. Uh, Susie Arai is a worship, well, she was a worship, she still is a worship artist and a, a Christian artist who um, said something really, really cool uh, to me once. And 
basically what she said was, it is good to be excellent. It's good to improve your skill as a singer and as a musician. And here's why. Because we are supposed to subject everything we do to God, because we are supposed to humble ourselves and give him the lead, if we are very skilled and we can do all sorts of things, then whatever we hear in the spirit, whatever heaven is singing, whatever God is doing, we can follow him successfully. Like if I'm singing a note and I'm like, uh, but then the Lord's like, okay, I want you to sing it really, really high. And what he doesn't really talk to me like that. It's not like, like that, but it's like, I'm singing this note. And then all of a sudden I hear in the spirit through discernment, something higher then I want to share that with the people because there's something in that that's going to minister to the people and that's what I'm up there for to minister to the people yes. so if I'm singing ah uh, and then all of a sudden I hear in the spirit uh, I need to be able to actually do that what if I can't do that and so it's like uh, you know that's going to possibly distract some people. Their eyes are going to pop open like, what was that? You know, they were like feeling the Lord, but they're like, what? And then they're kicked out of like their flow with the Holy Spirit. And it's not really going to minister to them whatever was on that note. And believe me, there are things on notes. There are things on words. There are things on the strings or the or the 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 plastic of an instrument there are things on on somebody when somebody's preaching something it's mm -hmm. not just the content let me explain this it's not just the content that's doing something it is the spirit of god that is doing something and he can do it on a note or on a word or whatever he can do it on a performance he can do it on a dance he yeah can do it on or, a painting exactly on a painting i've looked at paintings before and been like, I almost fell out in the spirit, like, because I was so ministered to by that painting, well, and God spoke to me when I looked at it. There's people who have watched someone painting in worship and got healed. Seriously, this happens. Like Salt Bay, where you're just like, oh my gosh, make me a steak, Salt Bay, and do the little sprinkle thing, because I want to watch you sprinkle. You know, that's cool and everything, but what if Salt Bay was sprinkling his, you know, his steak and people were freaking getting healed by watching him sprinkle steak i'd be like please sprinkle that steak all day you know what i mean all day all day but there's a difference and there's a time and a place using performance for evangelistic reasons because this world likes performance this world likes excellence and beauty and they're attracted to it and it opens them up and makes them ready to receive so yeah <laughs> So, Matthew, what are we doing today? Today is On the Spot with Ginger, Ginger and, and Earl. Earl. <laughs> Gotta today, get that excellence, right? Gotta get that. Okay, anyway. We're doing um, questions from a hat. Yes, it's one of the games we like to play. Let me pick up the hat now. And this is going to be questions that are centered around the performing arts, it's which is our hat. topic. Oh, yeah. Isn't this okay. a cool hat? Okay, we'll talk about the hat someday. But the hat is freaking awesome. The hat's awesome. All right. So he's picking, drawing from a hat. Okay. Questions from a hat. This is your question, Matthew. Describe your greatest masterpiece. Oh, goodness. My greatest masterpiece. Um, I don't know about my greatest, but one that I'm really proud of is 
I wrote a play called The Night That Never Happened. And it was basically, um, I came back from Morningstar for Christmas, where more, I was at school and Morningstar came back for Christmas and was with my family and never got to sleep for the whole night. And my mom was really sick at that time. And she later went on to pass away. And so I wrote this play because um, I really wanted to just kind of release what was going on with me during this time and how I saw my it was it's me and my two brothers and how I saw our relationship with each other and where we were at and it's kind of um, a memorial to that yeah. moment and I submitted it to a play festival back home Renegade Theater Renegade Theater yes and it got picked up and it got um, produced and directed and performed and I got to see it in mm. performance and um, also, my brothers came to see it, and they didn't. That was really cool. They didn't punch me out, so I think it went well. <laughs> that is my greatest. That's a good one. One of them. It got all serious. I was like about to cry or something. I feel really emotional today. I don't know what's going on. I thought you were gonna say Serafina, but okay. I mean that's without I'm just saying. <laughs> it's okay. All right. Next. Oh yeah. Okay. Gotta shake them up. Describe your biggest performance arts goal. My biggest performance arts goal? Well, right now, uh, that would be the tribe. Tribe Shalom. Tribe Shalom. Shalom, Shalom. I don't know why I'd say it that way. I don't know. But we're still shalom, figuring out. blood in, blood out. <laughs> we're still trying to figure out the culture. We are not doing a gang culture with our tribe, by the way. I mean, there's blood always going to be a little bit of like, Tony. and that is our focus and our goal is to get to California and start a bigger family. So we've already started a family of our own with Serafina, our daughter, and that's great. <laughs> and you know, so we've already started a tribe of our own, which is great. That's the traditional way to have a tribe, right? Um, at least in America these days. However, God really put it on our heart that he wants his family back. And I could actually do an entire show just about this and maybe someday we might. we might yeah but to keep things uh timely let's just say that a group family tribe of ministers and artists everyone has some kind of artistic gifting of some sort uh we want to come and together and they're ministers, yeah. Everybody's also ministers. Um, we plan on traveling and putting on shows, entertaining shows. So we are doing performance arts. We are going to perform. We are going to entertain. But the goal is to open people up to hear about our beliefs. And that's how you share. You talk to people. So we're going to have a chance to talk to people. We're also going to minister as much as anyone will allow us to do so. Or, you know, as much as what God sets up for us. We are going to, you know, we plan on healing people. We plan on delivering people. We plan on, we plan you know, on teaching our people the prophetic. We plan on. Yeah, so um, we're going to disciple our tribe, of course. Yeah. But um, we're just really excited about what God's doing. Uh, but it does have to do with performance. And that is my focus right now. And right, It's a pretty big Thing that we want to do so um we'll talk about that more later but that's my Praise. biggest goal right now yes pray for us please drop 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 yes i wanted this one <laughs> okay all right he really wanted me. okay when did you know 
that you were or wanted to be an artist? All right, I got two times, and for the sake of brevity, which means you are quick, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to be quick. All right. Okay. <laughs> so the first time that I knew I wanted to be an actor, I mm. was in fifth grade, and I had stepped in for a role in the Christmas production, and I had my little line, and I delivered my line, but I gave the effective pause, and then delivered it with a question. And my director, while I was at pause and then starting to deliver the line, was like, do you know your line? This is the line. I said, no, I, I know my line. I'm just, you know, saying it this way. Hmm. And I said it, and he was like, wow. And he said, you know what, everybody? You all need to take a lesson from this guy. He knows how Aww. to do his line. Aww. That was time number one. That is Okay, sweet. now okay. time number two. Yeah, tell us the next one. I was in 11th grade. And I had my English class, and I did horrible in school, Aww. but I loved English. And so at the beginning of the semester, I had picked a book to read. Hmm. And, um, what book was it? Uncle Tom's Cabin. Oh, I'm so sorry. It was, it was a great American <laughs> classic, and I was trying to get... Uh, okay, all right. Well, it's probably, it's probably, good. It's probably good to know that book. I mean, yeah. so that when people reference it, you know what they're talking about. Oh, and I do. And towards the end of the semester, I came to class one day, and my teacher said, all right, today's the day of our, um, we have to do our book reports, presentations. Oh, I used to love presentations. And okay. I was like, oh, crap, I got <laughs> nothing, because I haven't been here to know to do anything. So I had Uncle Tom's Cabin with me, the book. I'm holding a book there. Uncle Tom's Cabin. <laughs> and so I said, well, let me see the list of what I can do. And in the list, it was to give a short skit um, based oh. on with the character from your book. So I thought, okay. And I went outside uh, the classroom, and I drew up a quick skit within five minutes. And I went inside. I got in the character. I delivered my lines. And I sang a little song at the end. And then I got done, and everybody clapped and whistled. My teacher what? was like, oh, my God, that was the best thing I've ever seen. It was <laughs> the greatest. I walked out of that classroom. I was walking on cloud nine. I was yep. just, like, floating in the clouds because I, I was like, this is what I want to do with my life. Mm. We're meant to be. Love. My, oh. Love. <laughs> ding. Ding. Mine's metal. Okay. Now okay. your turn. We're not my mobile. Draw. Okay. Draw. Draw. Ding, ding, draw. Ding, draw. Ding, draw. Ding, ding, draw. Ding, ding. Draw. Draw, 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 draw. Okay. <laughs> what is it? What is one of your favorite arts arts related performances that you did? So one is there was this women's conference and I was asked to write a special song and the leader, Mary Ann Hardeman, she's just amazing. She's at Morning Star Fellowship Church and she leads the Shine. Uh, women's conference every year. She, I think she is actually the head of the women's group. But anyways, so they have this conference called Shine, and they asked me to take the song Girl on Fire by Alicia Keys and rewrite it as a worship song. And I was like, at first I was like, no, I don't think I want to do that because I'd rather just write an original or something. Um, but then I, li and I listened to it and I was like, I'm not sure about these lyrics, but then I was like, you know what, this could be fun. And she asked me to do it and she's like the sweetest person in the world. And she's like fire already. So I was like, let me just write her this song. So I took it and I rewrote it and it was so fun. And so when I led that, 
Um, I mean, the women got into it so hardcore. It was just crazy. Like, the women were just, like, screaming. And there was a lot of women at this conference. They're, like, screaming, just kind of going wild. And I got so many people coming up to me afterwards saying, that is so cool, you know, that you led that song. And it was cool that they could, like, connect with the song because I did turn it into a worship song. But they could connect with the song, be encouraged by it, be ministered to by it. And it was based on a secular song. I just thought that was really cool that everybody could do that and they were open and they weren't like all religious about it. And like, oh my God, that song's secular. You can't do that. It's evil. You know, I thought that was really cool. And then... Sorry, What? These girls are going to be so encouraged. These girls are going to be... Hashtag boom. Hashtag boom. <laughs> we have all these inside jokes. That's from Things Christian Girls Say video on YouTube. You check Go it out. It it's really hilarious. Funny. It's really funny. Um, anyway, so, yeah, so that was a really cool experience. And then I really liked um, performing with Don Potter also at Morningstar during a different conference. I think I was, uh, I think he actually, like, asked for me to um, be up on stage because I don't think I was slotted for that conference. I'm not sure. Anyway, but... What I loved was flowing with him because he is so he's so gifted and skilled. Everything sounds really good, but then on top of it, he can just improv his little booty off. Which is a benefit of being very skilled. Exactly. That's Sorry. a benefit of being skilled is improvisation. Definitely. And so he can improv his little booty off and he can flow really well with people. So he and I just created this new song together. We wrote a song on stage completely spontaneously we didn't communicate like purposefully at all we just both were flowing and the band was so skilled on top of it that we just created this and it was like a genre of music that they don't usually have there it was so fun i was like what is this we just wrote a song and i love doing that like writing a song on stage like you just flow and then you just have this song and if you record it you got a new song i just think that's really fun that's really fun to me yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> that, this That's has it. been your feature of the day. Don't forget to fucking, fucking pray. pray. If you want to know what that means, message us and we'll tell you. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about the role the arts play in the church or in church. Right. We, we talked about performance, but now let's talk about the arts and, and what that means to be an artist and how that looks. I think that... Um, the prophetic is one way that the arts can play a big role in the church. What do you mean by that? I Okay, what I mean is that the prophetic is about hearing the voice of God and then speaking that out. Mm -hmm. So with the arts, all the arts, you're telling a story. That's generally what the arts are about. Um, when you think about it, you're, t you're singing a song, you're telling a story. You're doing a play, you're telling a story. You're painting a painting, you're telling a story. Yeah. It's all about telling a story. So mm, like when, that. yeah, prophetic, when you're hearing what God is saying and speaking it out, you can do that in the arts because you're telling what God is saying, which is like telling a story. Mm -hmm. I think that's one way that the arts can can have a role in the church. It's like telling God's story. Telling his story, but telling his story of what he's saying right now. And, and what he's saying mm -hmm. right now for individuals, mm -hmm. like if... if you were to write a song, Elizabeth, on the spot, ministering to somebody, what you've done um, when you're praying for them, that is what God is speaking over them. Mm -hmm. Or telling a story for, for the church, what God is saying for the church 
in the future, you know, which could be a yeah. prophetic painting. Yeah. So, so you're talking about prophetic arts, yeah. which is a subset of the arts. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. right? Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. And then, but yeah, and, and, and that totally makes sense. Like that would be a place in, in, in the church. And like, I mean, we've seen that a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. We've seen Definitely. people paint during worship, worship itself, like worship music. That's an art. Um, we've seen people dance. Okay. We've even seen people mime. We've seen skits and things like that as well, which that's more pre-planned, but that's like collaborating with God and then bringing something to the people, mm -hmm. right? So that's ministering. So prophetic is telling, like he says, so saying what God is saying now to the people and then also telling the future to the people, what, what God is saying about the future okay. to the people. Um, so that's really cool. And then we have, you know, messages through the arts, like I was saying, where, you know, maybe somebody's bringing a skit or a play or something like that or a musical and they have a message to people are used to that with like like passion plays and stuff like that that's kind of like something that's very generic um but you have other things human videos uh, human videos is another that's yeah that's another carmen that's carmen. how he made his living in the yeah. 90s mm -hmm. so yeah but like even like the dances that are performed or like the miming that's performed yes i said miming this is a thing in many churches still. Um, <laughs> Matthew's giving us some uh, miming example here. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not sure, baby. I think your mime game is a little rusty. He's He actually did miming before. He has it's, done it. It's very rusty. It's been years. It's, <laughs> it's been many years. Oh. I'm not, not going to lie. I'm not a huge miming fan. No offense to anybody. But... But hey, it has a place, and it ministers to people, and it brings them a message. White hands, white face. I feel like that's derogatory. I don't know why I feel like that's derogatory. Hmm. That's pantomime. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Anyway, so um, so there is there has been a place for the arts in the church, but what the kind of the wave that's coming now, um, the the wave of consciousness, I guess you could say, that's starting to spread across the church is more and more people are becoming um, they're becoming more aware that the place for the arts in the church has been very marginalized. It's been very limited and that there needs to be a much bigger platform for the arts. And for the purposes of evangelism, I think is what a lot of people are thinking of. But I think also for ministry, because yeah. like I said, God's presence can, you know, move on a note, on a word, on a dance move. Um, so there's this thing. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, you got so many things going on that it can be used for ministry, okay? Mm -hmm. Because when you do performance arts or any arts, you're telling a story. Mm -hmm. So you're telling the story of what God has, you can say, do what he's done in the Bible, right? You can tell that story. Well, the power that testimony has is incredible. And so when you take that power of testimony and you tell the story of something that God did in the Bible, it's letting people know that this is something that he did then, he's doing now, and he will do in the future. Mm -hmm. And so you're, you're kind of building faith in them to believe that God can do the same thing. When you talk about Jesus being raised from the dead and you do a passion play and Jesus comes out of the tomb and it's like he's alive. So it's testimony. It's testimony. Do it and again. that, that yeah. has so much power to build faith in people. It's, oh, that's so good because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And in this case, you're so, not yeah. just hearing, you're seeing. Yep. 
And when you see it and hear it at the same time, how much more powerful is that? Yeah. You know, and then if you if you're actually doing it, if you're recreating it, um, you know, I've heard the best way to study is to, you know, to read, reread, you know, survey, ask questions, and then see those questions answered, write it down as you're listening or as you're reading, write things down, and then go back, read over it again. And then after all that, I've heard the best way to remember it is to teach it. So if you teach something, it'll really go deep down. Well, the same thing, like teaching, you're doing, right? So if I have all the things that Matthew just said and then I do it, I do a dance, I'm dancing or I'm singing or I'm flagging or miming or whatever it is, that's my jam, that's my thing that I'm attracted to and that I want to do. I try not to laugh at flagging. Okay, I love flagging. I love flagging. So you can use the arts intellectually just as much as emotionally, and they can minister to people in any way they need. So I've had people come up to me before when I was dancing and after flagging different times. I don't usually do it at the same time, but anyway, I've had people come up to me and say, so while you were dancing and stomping on the ground, this is what I saw in the spirit. You know, I saw demons running away. I saw that you were taking ground. I saw that you were digging a well and reaching those living waters and people were able to drink from that, which basically that's very christian easy. But what they're saying is that I am helping people to encounter more of God yeah. and that I'm releasing heaven into the earth. And that's what arts do. They release heaven. And, and not to minimize flagging, because now that you explain that, I, I appreciate it more. But when you said flagging, I thought of, Ribbon dancers. <laughs> spin, I'm hey, I'm not going to hate on ribbon dancing either. It doesn't matter what it is. It could be playing ping pong for all I care. It no, could be. It could be whatever. But, I got you. You and, know, and arts or flagging is very beautiful too. And yeah, Elizabeth does it. It says these things follow those who believe that they will take up that they will take up snakes and you know drink poison and not die that they will uh, see people healed that they'll open the eyes of the blind that they will release people from bondage and stuff like that so i want all those things and you can do all those things with the arts yeah obviously you know if you're tapped into the the spirit of god and hearing what he's saying or what the holy spirit is saying then you can definitely take whatever it is you're doing artistically and you use that to show what's going on in the spirit. My hope is that people start to get God's message about the arts and bring them into the church to utilize for the will of God and to utilize for the kingdom and building the kingdom of God in this earth and releasing heaven into this earth because we have the ability to do that. Yeah. My that's my hope for the arts that that they aren't just kind of like oh well let's give the artists something to do in church so they feel like they belong or let's entertain the Christians today on this Sunday we're gonna entertain you you get a show you know with your ten percent offering no I I don't that's that's cool and everything that's been what it's been and it's blessed people still my hope is for the arts to become as uh as as expected a part of going to church as hearing a message you want to know my hope what my hope is for the artists my hope is that there are so many people in this world who are artistic mm. because it is a facet of god and we are made in his image but they've had it tamped down and 
pushed down, they've, they've shut it down, mm. they've had it broken, they've had it, you know, spoken against their identity, that they are artists, and I, my hope is that they would start to wake up all these artists and start to come alive. Because come when, alive, you, yeah. when you perform, and that's what you're made to do, you come alive. Oh my gosh, you do. I, you know, I'm not going to get deep into it, but I'll just leave it at this. Like I said earlier, we are made in the image of God. He's creator. And he gave us the ability to create things. When we do that, we are functioning 100% in our identity and who we were literally designed to be. We were designed to create. And when we do that, and, 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 and being artistic, part of that is functioning creatively from start to finish. That's why the arts are considered the arts. You're functioning creatively from start to finish. So, yeah, I mean, it makes you come alive. It, it brings life to the people who are doing it, and it brings ministry and life to the people who are watching, watching receiving. receiving, learning, you know, participating. Yeah. All right, so do we have a new book coming out or what? Yeah, we do. We do mm -hmm. have a new book coming out. Do you want to know the name of the new book? I do. Tell me the name of this book that's coming out. It's called The God Match. The God Match. Yeah. And um, what is it about again? It is about uh, letting God be your matchmaker. Letting God be your matchmaker. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yes, and don't forget to comment. For instance, do you do any kind of art? If you are yeah. an artist or performer of any type, we would love for we you to share to with us any yeah. pictures in the comment section, links to any videos. Uh, we would love to see what you do, get to know you, and, and please share with others as well. Or if you're somebody who's been shut down artistically, mm. we'd love to pray with you. Yes, yeah. we would love to do that. We would love to encourage you in your art and... Um, yes, please direct message us, send us an email, um, or even just comment, and we'll get back with you about that. Don't forget to like as well as comment, mm -hmm. and to subscribe to our channel, uh -huh. and to share it with your share, friends. Share this. We're we're asking world. a lot of you. We're 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 kind of demanding couple, aren't we? We're a little demanding. But we're beautiful people. But we're beautiful. Share so the beauty. Share the wealth. <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you later. See you guys next time. Bye. I'm the ginger. And Earl Show. Ooh. Hey, you know what you get if you if you take the G from Ginger and the E from Earl? What? See, now it just kind of looks I got like highlights and low lights. I got highlights and low lights. Uh, 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 uh. You can cut that. <laughs>